this is Alicia. And this is Rafa. And this is What Does It Feel Like Today? So we've decided um, both Raf and I have been extremely busy in our careers and personal life. So we've decided to take a little bit of a different turn with our last couple of shows. And we're just going to stick to this format maybe for a few more. Yeah. And then we'll have an interview, start interviewing again. Absolutely. We figure this is a great way for you all to get to kind of know our personalities too. And we're very good at giving our opinions. Oh, yeah. We definitely are. (laughs) So the first thing I want to talk about again today, Orlando, it is still beautiful, beautiful weather outside. It's crazy gorgeous. Yeah. The weather, I'm looking at my Alexa. It's 74 degrees outside. It's been chilly in the morning, like 56 but by noon, it's a gorgeous 73, 74. Like you want to be outside on your bike, listening to your meeting, listening to your Zoom calls. Yeah, you listening know. to your meeting, exactly. <laughs> or working outside on your porch with this mm-hmm. kind of weather. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely worth being outside or having the windows open. So, And, and this is where every Floridian starts praying to the gods. Can this weather just last forever? Yeah. Because we're on the fringe of hot as Hades. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah. know it's coming. It's coming. Okay. So did you watch the Meghan Markle, Harry interview with Oprah? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I have mixed feelings about that. Okay. I want to hear your opinion because I have my opinions as well. Well, I, I mean, I, I totally understand where she's coming from. Like the, you know, um, the whole racism thing, it's not a surprise. I'm glad she stood up and is finally saying something. But I sometimes I feel like with this particular unit, like, you know what you're getting into. Like, I I can't, I have a hard time believing that she never Googled Harry, you know, who he was, you know, being a person from LA, you know, and people in LA and in acting, they're all about their research. They're all about their ambition. And well, I did hear from another reporter speaking of that, because someone did bring that up. So this one reporter in her defense was saying that she really didn't do a lot of press or a lot of, you know, interviews or anything outside of the show. So she kind yeah. of wasn't really seeking that limelight. They said no. she, they didn't get the no. impression that she was the type of person who was seeking that yeah. limelight. Not not questioning whether or not she was seeking it. I'm just saying that she wasn't prepared. That's where I'm coming from. That she was okay. Like she okay. didn't. Do she made it sound like she didn't know who Prince Harry was. She didn't know. She didn't know that she had to curtsy. That she was taught to curtsy before she entered the palace. I'm like, really, girl. Really, like, I'm, I'm sure you know how to curtsy at the last curtain call on stage if you ever did that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, some of it, like, I I, I, I am not trying to diminish her um, mental health and her emotional anguish by far, no. Because those people are no joke. Princess Di was a royal. And you, we all saw what she went through. I saw the crown. It was kind of interesting to get some insight. And that's a person that has experience being a royal. Here we have someone that has no clue, no experience, but yet the history is there. Like you have to have some innate. Well, she has to know something because everybody knows something about the royal family. But I kind of did, from my take on it, I did definitely kind of believe her when she actually said about the curtsy because she's. 
I can get where you're thinking, oh, we're just going to be family right now. I'm not going to have to curtsy or we're not going to have to be so formal. I think she was just trying to describe that when they are together, that you're always formal with the queen. It's always a formal occasion, even if it's with family. You're yeah. still always And, and you know to- what? And and there are people in place that should be making sure. I'm sure there are people in place that brief, you know, like this is how it's going to be. And I'm sure, you know, Harry is a responsible person and he should, you know, I'm sure he should have like gave her a a, a segue and like, Hey, this is how it's going to be. This is the protocol. So like between us, this is our safe bubble. And I want you to be who you are. But when we're in front of the family, it's a little bit different. You should, he should know that that's your family. You can't even be your true self or just, if you want to run over and hug someone because you're affectionate with them, you have to go through this protocol. They're not, they're not normal. No, it has to, it always will be that way. It always will be that way i think it's interesting how he said that there's space apart between him and william that that's interesting yeah they have opposing views and i saw that this morning um i thought that they were going to make a public statement kate and william and they just kind of was like ignoring the press like hi no there's no racism in the family and i'm like really really this is like the oldest institution in the world that is like built on the caste system you know right right there's definitely racism in your family you have to You know, honestly, I'm going to take it back a notch here for my own self is, you know, when people sit there and say, oh, I'm not racist. I have black friends or I have this. Come on. If you grew up in a pretty much white neighborhood or, you know, in a separate neighborhood, you're going to have some racism in your thought process. I'm sorry. Absolutely, because because we're so used to the privilege until you start seeing it through another person's eyes, which is what happened to Harry, right? He thought everything was hunky-dory until Megan entered the picture and started experiencing what she was going through through her eyes. And that was a wake-up call. Right. And that happens to most of us. You know, we tend to, we tend to, we tend to turn away, right? Because it's not affecting us directly. But when it starts affecting us directly, when we start seeing it through this, through the spectrum, through the perception of someone else's eyes, especially someone that we care about, well, yeah, F yeah, we're going to, we're going to raise the flag. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Harry's son is biracial now. Right. So it's, you know, having a comment like that does uh, to a individual that is his, is probably the number one thing in his life right now. Of course, that's going to raise a red flag. Right. But oh, I got to back up. I got to back up a little bit. I got so many. I still got a lot of mixed feelings with the Harry and, and Megan Brexit, whatever they want to call it. Um, Megxit. Megxit. I feel like sometimes I feel like and I and I don't know if people remember this, but, you know, she got her hand slapped a while ago because she decided to start her own makeup line and jewelry without going through the proper channels. Like, like I understand she's got a mindset, like she wants to make a difference in this world. She wants to use this platform and also for profit. Let's call right. it. She right. wants to make a profit. She wants to use her name like a, like a Kardashian or like a Jeffree star. I get that. We all got to make some coin. And, um, and, um, and I'm not going to deny that she wants to use her celebrity status because it is a celebrity now. Right. Um, to do some good. And I applaud her for that, but I'm sure that there's a little bit of burned feelings about that, um, that there are a lot of limitations to what she could do. And I'm sure, you know, the whole racist comment was like the cherry on the, you know, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for her. I'm sure it was. Um, but I was having this conversation with a good friend of mine last night yeah. and we both agreed and we came to this conclusion, like, you know, they don't want the title, but they don't want to lose their entitlements. 
Oh, for sure. That I definitely, they don't want to lose their entitlement. And that's one reason why they walked away because they weren't getting their entitled, what they felt they were entitled to. So if they could come here, they can do these things and they'll probably actually be more profitable. Right. But they're always going to be scrutinized. They're in the public. They're never going to be away, be able to get away from the press, unfortunately, right. with their status. And that's the, that's, that's the trade-off, right? That's I mean, this trade-off. is a thing, though. The press over the past probably 10 to 15 years has just become no fact-checking. We can just say it's kind of like they're the Donald Trumps. We can just say what it is and it is and people believe it. There's no... There's a lot coming out to me that is not truthful. It's opinion. Or maybe they take one little ounce of truth mm-hmm. and then spin it into all of your opinions. So they'll get you on the one little bit of truth and you're listening as someone who's a consumer of media. I sometimes think, and I sometimes think, I wonder whether or not they really thought this entire interview with Oprah through, you know, cause you know, we all love Oprah, but let's, let's get facts straight. You know, Oprah wants, you know, um, Oprah likes to ride the wave of what's current, what's on trend. The kinda, I've always, you know, referred to one of my good friends back in the late nineties, um, referred to as like a ringmaster, right? She's got the circus and likes to run the show and has the microphone and likes the attention. And, you know, and she's a bit at the bottom line, she's a businesswoman, you know, right. she's not a journalist. I mean, even though she was, you know, on, on the news and she's had her own show and she's remarkable and influence a lot of people's lives. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, she's just there for the story, right? Right. And, um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Oprah ever since she kind of like was Michael Jackson's friend and then rode the wave against him, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, incredulously, really incredulously. Right. So, uh, so I always kind of like, I always kind of like take a step back with Oprah. Like I respect her as an individual and what she's done and how she's uh, shaped our, our thinking and our thought process to be more accepting, more open. Um, and as a formidable, as a formidable leader, uh, you know, being a woman, you know, trailblazer, all of those things. But at the end of the line, at the end of the day, she's still a businesswoman. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's true. Yeah. It, it's weird. And it's like a backpedaling, right? It's like a backpedaling. And I think this is what's happening with here is like, you know, I don't doubt that they, they both have, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for about mental health issues that need to be addressed him being because of the way he grew up and the environment right. that he is and her for all of the things that she had to endure her whole life, you know, cause yeah. it's not like her dad wasn't a winner either, you know, like, and how he right. talked you know, profit from media attention and didn't wind up going to the wedding. I think the only rock Megan had was her mom, honestly. Mm -hmm. And um, so I don't, I don't, I don't poke fun of people's um, mental health issues. Um, I see a therapist myself every couple of weeks. I am 100% for um, uh, self-preservation and self-care. Um, and, but I, I think in this situation, I think there, there had to have been proper channels. And if, you know, she said she went to an HR, which who knew the Royal family had an HR department, but you know, um, if that wasn't working, then, you know, hire someone to come to your house or something. Yeah, to effect, I mean, know? I don't know what you can do. I'm sure they're probably pretty tight reined in the Royal family, because like you said, it's an institution, <laughs> Yes. And they're getting paid for that, being a part of that institution, being part of the royal family. England is pays taxes to take care of that family. Right. And right. to keep things the same way. But you know what, Rafa? Maybe things don't need to stay the same. Maybe yeah. they need to change. Maybe they need a little color 
Yeah. Oh, they definitely need some color. I was so happy about that wedding when I saw those two get married and how genuine they loved each other yes. and how they went way off script. I was so happy. It's like, yes, well, we and, need fresh, fresh blood. In right, and this is history. This is what I sit there. This is what I just kept thinking is this is history. Okay. First, Meghan Markle coming into the family is history. Mm-hmm. Then having a mixed race child together is history. I just love it. I love that now forever it is going to be changed. And I just, the part of the interview that was sad to me is that they don't want it. They don't want that change. They don't want that history. They don't want that to be their history. I think you're right. I think they got pushed back because so much attention went on to Harry and Megan that it pulled away from, that it pulled away from William and Kate. But honestly, isn't Meghan and Harry much more exciting than William and Kate? Absolutely. William and Kate are vanilla. They're vanilla. Vanilla's great. It's the base of all good (laughs) stuff, but it's not that exciting. Yes, we want the Sunday. Yes, (laughs) we want the the Sunday. Well, personally, I want the banana split. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I want that too. But, you know, we're all human. We all, we're all flawed. The only thing that rubbed me the wrong way is I like, yeah, someone close or someone high up said it, but I can't say who it is. It's like, you just Mm -hmm. threw it out there and now you're taking it back. Right. You know what I'm saying? You just threw it out there and you're taking it back. It's like, yeah. And then no. So that bothered me as well. I mean, you know, didn't he say it wasn't the queen? They made like a big deal to try to say that it wasn't Oprah. No, Oprah was had the authority to say it like, oh, Harry made sure that I was aware. Oprah had to be the one to announce it, of course, to Gail. (laughs) I just, yeah, I just think it was, I think it was from an outsider looking in, you know, I think it was bad timing. I don't say, I'm not saying that screaming that these people are racist is bad timing. I just think the whole time of events was bad timing, you know, with the pandemic, their like grandfather being take? in the hospital and all that. And uh, what's up with Pierce Brosnan having such a beef? Like he just had a, a Oh, Pierce a Morgan. Um, Morgan, that's it. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm Prince saying. Morgan, yeah. It's these celeb- it's celebrity journalists or interviewers that I mean he's like a Rush Limbaugh I'm sorry yeah no totally angry no respect for him whatsoever I enjoyed him on like Britain's Got Talent or whatever that show was about it but you know a lot of people are like oh the family should not be dealing with it privately and privately absolutely this isn't divorce court like you know this isn't a, a circus show um you know if i was the queen you know she's been doing this for like what 50 plus years as a monarch and she's kind of been a trailblazer and always trying to be um, a modernist so let her handle it you know it's her family it uh, let her handle it her way i'm sure she's going to get to the bottom of it because she uh, it's obvious she adores those two. She yes. adores her grandson tremendously. It yes. shows all of the all of the um, concessions and all the things that she's done for him, and the way she was welcoming with Megan. She adores that couple, and I know that she wants to do anything in her power to protect them. I mean, and they truly want to do good things. You can see that they want to make a difference in this world mm-hmm. and use their celebrity towards that. Yeah. So how could you not? I mean, all families have issues. I'm sure they'll work it out. Yeah. You know, hopefully they'll be able to come to some sort of agreement where they can go back to having a relationship. But I mean, really, how close can you be when you have to get together and curtsy for your family member? Like how really seriously... (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm still putting the blame on her. She should know better. <laughs> no, no, no. But <laughs> she should know better. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine coming in to my mom who would be the queen of my family. Oh, and curtsying. And I mean, I'm not going to get close. And, you know, that's that it? Yeah. I think it's um, his dad. You think so? Or Camilla. Yeah, family. I think it's one of them. I just have a feel. I can just see. You know what? I'm like, there's no difference between any of us. There's no difference. Yeah. And um, I hate I hate that we have this. Like, it's holding us back because I sit there and I think, as any race, we could come together and we're beautiful. We're more beautiful together than separate. So let's stop. Let's just stop. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it could be Charles because it's high up. It's got to be Charles or Camilla. And I just want to call them out. Like, how stupid are you? Like, first of all, I'm darker than... I'm darker than Megan as a Puerto Rican Latino. Right, right. She is like on the on the, on the Clinique um, foundation scale. She is way up there. What is their freaking problem? It just shows how ignorant they are and how unaccepting they yes. were. It just shows yes. how accepting they were. Because yeah. that was a dig. That I don't care what they say. That was not out of curiosity. I had to Google this real quick, but there was an incident. Princess uh, Michael of Kent, um, I don't know if you remember, she wore a racist brooch uh, to a lunch that Megan was at. And it was one of those, like, you know, um, uh, during the 17th, 1700s when they depict depict people in, like, statues or holding candelabras. And they're, oh, yeah. like, ebony black with, like, a gold turban. Well, yeah. she wore a brooch like that. That was had that. Yeah. And, um, and it's huge. You can't miss it. It's like, it's like the Pluto name tag at Disney. And she had to know. She of course knew. she knew. She knew. You she know. knew. And, and then they're going to come back when they get called out. I didn't know. Right. I didn't know. Yes, you knew. You did it on purpose to be snotty. Yeah. Racist brooch. That's how, if you want to Google it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. UK Royal apologizes for wearing a racist brooch. And um, yeah, <laughs> you know, wow. it's, it's just sad. It's just sad. I just feel small-minded, small-minded and what you're going to lose out on. I agree. I just hope that, I hope that the Royal family grows or evolves. Well, I think this was really interesting. I think it's time for a recap. Harry and Megan interview. <laughs> Megxit. <laughs> Racist Royals. <laughs> oh, for sure. Definitely racist. It's time for change people. Time for a change. Oprah, the ringleader. (laughs) We love Michael Jackson. We love MJ. (laughs) Bye.